0: Hello, and welcome to the Success Secret Podcast with your host, San Taef. I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success A Great podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success A Great podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So, get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome, Success Secret Nation, to this new episode of the Success Secret Podcast with your host, Oson Taleb. Everything is good on this end, hopefully the same at your end. So, in this episode, I'm speaking with Bob Gonzalez. Bob grew in a northern east Pennsylvania, loving sports and the outdoors. After moving to Florida in his 20s, he began indulging his childhood love for deep sea fishing the stories of his fishing experience led to the creation of his book a flicker in the water Bob, welcome to the success Secret podcast
1: hello hussein i'm glad to be here
0: like this is something kind of new for the podcast a new like perspective i assume you have like a lot of stories to tell maybe about your book how you wrote the book things things that involve your book and also about your adventures and experiences like in the wild, like because this is not something a lot of people are used to, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Can you tell tell us a little bit more about exactly, more in depth about your story? Sure. Well, like you said, I grew up in Pennsylvania,
1: which is in the northeastern part of the United States. Um, We grew up in the mountains where we did a lot of whitetail deer hunting up there. And uh, I did some freshwater fishing, and I used to, um, when I was a kid, I would go to the coast of New Jersey and fish there in the summertime, where we used to catch bluefish up there in the summer. And then in the winter, they used to catch cod. Um, Then I moved down to Florida in my 20s, and I really began to really fish uh, here in Florida, um, because the fishing is so very good, you know, Uh, (laughs) and the weather is good, too. So you could go out a lot. Because uh, in the Northeast Atlantic, you get a lot of rough days where you can't go out. But here, we don't have that problem. We can go out most of the time. Um, I well, let me show you the book first. This is the 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 book, "A Flicker in the Water," uh, inside the tails. And I also have a little shirt here that I did just for the podcast, "A Flicker in the Water." <laughs> so um, it, it was. It's a collection of stories of my fishing adventures. Um, there are some extra stories in there, too, as well, that readers will like. Um, the title for the book was inspired by a battle that me and my team had with uh, a yellowfin tuna. Uh, we hooked this fish in early in the morning, around 2 a.m., and we battled this fish for a couple of hours. And as it got closer to the boat, I said, gee, look, a flicker in the water. And I just thought, wow, what a great title that would be for a book. And uh, that's how that came about.
0: Awesome. So so like from the beginning, what made you wanna do these kind of adventures? Because like in general, most people like to just stay at home, watch TV. So what <laughs> brought this yeah? So what, what what do you think that having adventure in people's life is important and these kind of experiences? Definitely. I think being with nature
1: out in the ocean or the woods or the mountains or whatever it is, I think is good for people. Uh I think if you get stuck watching TV at home too much, it's um, it has like a detrimental effect on the, on the person. I think mm. being outdoors connects you, you know, with with what makes you human, with what makes you feel alive. And um, that's part of the reason why I wrote the book, because uh, I just feel like the oceans and nature, everybody can relate to.
0: Mm, exactly. So we are water, yeah. We are mostly water, so... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah so like uh, can you expand on this story like you mentioned you you battled the fish like for two hours so how big was the fish and uh, how many people were how many people were there like battling this fish
1: well there were six of us on board that day um we had one person handling the, um, uh, the handling the rod while we hooked the fish we had two people who were going to be gaff people when, it, you know, as the fish came closer to the boat. And then we had a captain, you know, driving the boat and um, we had a mate who, uh, you know, make sure everything stays clear on the deck and everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, it took, we, we caught this uh, fish. We were fishing around the oil rigs in Louisiana, where they have a lot of oil rigs in the Gulf of Mexico. And we we were in the water there for like six or seven hours without getting any bites and then all of a sudden boom we got this this bite and um like i said uh we 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 fought the fish for a few hours and uh it was really an incredible experience something i'll never forget um you'll have to read the book though to see it to learn more about how it ended
0: Cool. yeah so like, I assume this is one of the biggest, let's say, adventures maybe in the in the book. So this would be your favorite one because apparently you fought the fish for a long time and the fish was a big one. So how did you deal with that? How was the weather at the, the time that you were uh, doing that? Was it calm completely or uh, was the sea like uh, shaky, I guess?
1: And this day it was calm. Thank goodness, because I don't like being out there when it's rough. It's no fun. <laughs>
0: yeah, this yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. When when it's calm, though, it's the greatest thing in the world. Um, there were other fish, though, in the store in the in the book as well that I talk about. I, there was one that I even gave a nickname to. I called this one fish Marble Eye um, because he came up and he had no pupil in his eyeball. It was just look blue, you know, like a, it looked like a marble. So, I called him Marble eye, and it was a hundred and ten pound amberjack, which is big for an amberjack, and I gave him a nickname. Um, we caught him off the bottom. You catch amberjack here and snappers and groupers by by bottom fishing the the tuna the tuna we were jigging mostly the jigging is when you drop the the bait and you you pull it up then drop it and keep pulling it up like that, and you um you try so, to yeah, continue.
0: so this kind of create like small smell moving, yeah, up. yeah, definitely. The smell moves around in the water to attract yeah. right.
1: Yeah, the smell of the live bait is, is it really attracts the fish.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. now when you wrote the book, like have you read, written books before this one or uh, haven't you? I wrote books of
1: poetry. Um and then I, I wrote this one. This is my second book, and um this one was more like more personal because I wrote about myself. Exactly. And I really enjoyed writing it. Um, other books, more about other people or sports or whatever. This was more about myself, exactly. which was really felt good.
0: Yeah. So did you have like, did you struggle writing the book? It's like some, <laughs> star- ta- have some kind time. of uh, blocks writing their own books. So did you have that or was it a smooth uh, sailing, I guess? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, at times it was smooth sailing at other times, uh, you have to, you know, put it down and let it go for a while and then come back to it. Um, sometimes it feels like it's effortlessly really going smooth and everything on, on the page is getting down. Other times you just, uh, the words don't come to you and you just have to get away for a while and then come back. And the whole mm-hmm. process took about a year. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a good idea to, um, slowly and carefully and edit it um, and proofread it several times before putting it out there because it takes a good five or six times to uh, really get everything the way you want it. Uh, most first drafts are really rough. And uh, if you put it out there too soon, it might not um, come out the way you want.
0: Mm-hmm. So now from your experience, writing this book about yourself, basically, and other books like involves poetry and these kinds of things. So if someone asks you like they want to be, do certain things like if, for example, want to write something, how would you advise them to start and what are the things that they should look for and if there are certain areas that they should ignore? Write what you love. If you write something you really,
1: really love and are passionate about, it will come through in the work and the reader will really enjoy it. Um, If you write um, just because you feel like you have to write something and just put words down. Uh, you know i don't think the readers will enjoy it nearly as much so when you're going to write something make sure it's something you really want to do and something you really
0: like mm, Exactly, that's very important yeah so at the same time how, how would you like let's say people like we talked about adventure how important this is for people to actually go out so this could be an opportunity for people to discover more opportunities to whether to write about certain things or discover new ideas about themselves right so what would you advise someone like to discover what is the their passions within themselves? Well, uh,
1: what is it that you would enjoy spending your most time doing, whether it's um, knitting a sweater or catching a fish or shooting a basketball, whatever it might be, you know, whatever you really want to do or, or cooking, even some cookbooks <laughs> are, are fantastic. <laughs> um, whatever you want to do, you know, if you like
0: it, just write about it that's awesome you, do you now still go out there and look for these big fish and hunt and like for example you want to do another book a new experience that uh, stick to your head and stick to your mind and it's remarkable as an experience and as a memory are you still i have um, for
1: that? yeah i have other books i have in mind I'm, I'm do, um i'm doing um writing they're probably a couple of years away you know it takes a long time to uh to produce these things but i was thinking about doing maybe a book combining some uh some comedy with mm-hmm. some um some personal experiences uh that people might find interesting but still a couple of years away
0: mm-hmm. yeah that that would that be a, little, a while for it too. so now for example people around you when they read your book What is it that they told you about that were stuck to their heads? Do you can recall something?
1: Yeah, you know what I really, what I've enjoyed the most are the different things that different people are getting from the book. Some people um, like the humor in the book. Other people like the the educational things about the ocean in the book, and they like it that they could share it with their kids. Um, And I've had a couple of kids already uh, tell me how much they enjoyed the book. And that means a lot to me when you can make a kid and teach a kid something. And then and really, in, that that that's really means a lot as an author.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So there's someone called Mariel Hemingway. She's yeah. granddaughter of Ernest Hemingway. She's yeah. wrote the the book, right? Yeah, yeah. Mariel. So how did that happen? And I didn't know, actually, I didn't know that he had a granddaughter. So that's a new one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, well, you know, Ernest wrote The Old Man in the Sea, and he won the Nobel Prize in 1954. And my um, my father, who was from Cuba, was in Cuba at that time. And my grandfather, my father was probably about 10 or 12 years. Actually, he was 13 years old when uh, when the when he won the Nobel Prize there uh, from Havana. My father was from the other side of the island, Santiago, and um, it just felt like a natural fit to have uh, Mariel write the forward for the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, she really enjoyed it. Uh, she said the book gave her a great sense of appreciation, which, you know, coming from her meant a lot to me.
0: So is she like a, a writer? And uh, did, does, does she do the same things that her grandfather does? Or what is her career op- occupation, would you say?
1: she write, She's written books. Uh, she's been an actress also. Yeah. Uh, right now, I think she's concentrating on um, mental health issues. She does a podcast for mental health. And I think that's where her focus is right now. But she has a book club um, also where she, you know, endorses books that she likes. And she just endorsed mine uh, in the Mariel Hemingway Book Club last week, actually.
0: Yeah, that's so, amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah, if you want to look that one up, uh, it's on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that. Awesome. So, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Awesome. So how, how do you think this <clears throat> this forward forwarding your book from her impacted your book?
1: Well, I think when people see the name Hemingway, it, it gives the book a certain sense of credibility since uh, that, that last name is so well known in literary circles. You know, people, everybody knows who Ernest Hemingway was. And uh, when they see that name Hemingway, they say, oh, wow, Meryl Hemingway wrote the forward, It must be good.
0: <laughs> what would you advise, like, young people who, like, I I see that nowadays, young people, especially that they don't like to read uh, these kind of things, they don't like to do certain activities that are adventurous, like we mentioned, outside. So how would you, like, for example, tell these young people, young men, young girls, to start actually to put time into reading books, maybe in the future writing these books?
1: Well, I think a lot of that can start in school. If if they're reading books in school, uh, instead of playing you know doing games on their cell phones or the computers, uh, there's always room to read a book. You know it expands your mind and uh, it's a ha- excuse me, it's a habit that um you could develop as a as a kid that you could take into your adulthood. It's you know it's a book writer and reader.
0: What are certain habits that you did while processing your book? Did you like, for example, wake early in the morning? Will that help you out to write the book? what certain habits personally for you to d- did to achieve that
1: i some writers set out a, an exact time to write the book i um i kind of wrote it as it came to me or as i as i pushed forward with it if sometimes it would be in the morning other times i might want to do it in the afternoon and then in the early evening sometimes i would do it um it was it didn't always work out the same way uh, sometimes you for me the inspiration could come at different times and that's how this one came about
0: do you see inspiration sometimes from people that you're around from your friends or family sometimes that you might think yeah this could be a good story or this could be a good book
1: oh yeah definitely uh, everybody has an interesting story to tell uh it's just a, a,
0: a matter in how it's told mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that, that's very important like people yeah. like to connect with stories because sometimes a lot of times when they know about certain stories or hear about it or read them it they feel like they are connected to to the book or to the writer or to the scenario that is going on right there so stories is very important yeah yeah the things that you uh, used as tools to write this book? Like, for example, did you use some productivity tools or did you just, like you mentioned, only wrote when you, like, for example, had the time to actually get the idea and put it on paper? Well, when the ideas come, it's good to get them down right
1: away while they're fresh. And uh, because if you don't get them down right away, if you wait, you might either forget them or they might not come out the same way. Hmm. So it's good to get them down as soon as, uh, while you're in that 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 writer's frame of mind. It's good to get them out there and get it down. You can always revise it and change it around and, and kind of work around it, but it's good to get that initial impulse down. I think it helps the story a lot. Yeah, and one, one tip for um, writers, it, it's good to read other writers' work because that way you can get uh, other ideas on how they do it. Um, but to do it in your own style though, but it is good to read other writers.
0: Yeah, yeah, like especially the the same kind of books that they are involved in, right? Yeah. Like there is, for example, the fiction and nonfiction. So the writing, the nonfiction could be different from writing fiction books. Different different scenarios there, right?
1: Definitely, yeah. Yeah, nonfiction, uh, you know, fiction, you have to make up a lot of stuff. And nonfiction, you know, you can still make up stuff, though. I mean, it still could be true, but you can word it in a way where it's present, presented a lot better than just facts.
0: It's yes, storytelling. So would you tell us something that, in general, people don't know about you that would surprise the successive Grid Nation to know about you?
1: Well, uh, I grew up in the U.S., but my um, like I said, my dad was from Cuba, my mom's from Puerto Rico, and I grew up speaking Spanish and English, um, which I think was a help, too, for this book, because uh, there are a few references to Spanish culture in there and to uh, Spanish words. You know, I love sports. I love to play sports. I love to watch sports. Uh, I've been doing that all my life too. And um, I write some poems about football and and basketball and that kind of thing.
0: <laughs> awesome! That's great. Yeah. yeah, that's like you combining certain things that uh, you mentioned earlier that you love and passionate about into the same thing, into the same place. That's yeah. That's that's rare. You don't see a lot of people like do that. This this mm-hmm. is I mean, amazing. Yeah. It yeah, definitely. You to do to do more for for the certain things for yourself in that regard, and let people know about it. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing for the
1: writer, when you do get stuck, step away for a while, come back, but always push through the pain. You know, um, it, you know, everybody gets stuck. Even the best of the writers, the classic writers, always get stuck, and they push through the pain. So don't give up. You know, if you want to do something and you really like it, just go ahead and go for it.
0: Mm. So so let me ask you this. What success means to you exactly and personally?
1: Well, I mean, I just want people to enjoy the book. Um, the more people that enjoy the book, the more successful I'll feel, you know. Um, I've already had a very a lot of people, young and old alike, boy and girl, man or woman, who have all really enjoyed the book. And uh, that's what I like. I just want people to, whoever reads it, to come away feeling like they learned something or enjoyed something.
0: And because success is basically going step by step to the next level so to you yeah you have some certain impact yeah in people's life to enjoy the stories that are in the book yeah okay. that's amazing so bob mm. where can people get in touch with you uh learn more about you and uh, get your book Click okay well yeah my book is available on
1: amazon i'll show you the cover again It's called A Flicker in the Water, or my name, Bob Gonzalez, with a Z. You can get it on Amazon or anywhere books are sold online. Um, I also have um, a website. It's called flickerinthewater.com. And there's a lot of um, good stuff in the website that's not in the book and vice versa. So if you go to the website, there's a lot of interesting things there, too. And you can link to uh, Barnes & Noble or Amazon from there, and you can get the book there also.
0: Awesome, awesome. So thank you, Bob, for sharing these amazing stories about you and your book and uh, looking forward me personally to reading this book. It it looks very interesting (laughs) to, to know about these kind of stories.